How many 2023 starters aren't on the roster yet? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day, Justin Hokinson joining us with Auburn Live and on three. It's been too long, my friend. But this is such a weird time of the year, right? Because there's so many like rumors. So-and-so is going to enter the portal. And we've been doing this for about a month. And still some of these big names of guys that we're kind of speculating they haven't yet. But a lot of these dudes just got done playing their bowl game. and But still, on the other side of it, Hoke, like, they're kind of running out of time. Like you got to think, okay, if you're going to make some ground and filling out the the roster with portal guys, like it's this week and next week, and then there should be a pretty big drop off, right? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it's I mean, a lot of the better players are going to enter the portal now. They're going to enter the portal after their season ended. Um, they're going to opt out before their bowl game, or they're going to play their bowl game and then and then enter the portal. So yeah. Yeah, I would think you got till this uh, till the window closes, which I guess like the 18th. I don't remember so many sounds dates. Right. Yeah, uh, January. Right. So, yeah, I would I would think the next couple of weeks it'll it'll maintain. You know, it'll still be busy, and then you know, and then it might be quiet until spring. And you just don't want to go into spring if you're Auburn and you're looking for um, starters, legit dudes. Yeah, you don't want to go to the spring. I mean. You could get a guy, but but we know how that works. If you're in the spring, you're talking about a guy who thought he could maybe win a job at the place he is, or maybe he wasn't sure. And then all of a sudden, maybe it's not looking great and he transfers. And so um doesn't mean he's not a good player. It just it's the guys leaving now are all are, so many of them are like starters. No question. They're starters. They just want to go take advantage of NIL. Guys in the spring, it could be that case, but it leans more towards guys that kind of liked where they were. But then it didn't sort of work out, and then now they want to move on. So it's just a different set of circumstances, um, and it could it could mean something in terms of the caliber of the player. Yeah, obviously, you want guys in spring any year, but with this year with a new head coach, new offensive defensive coordinators, a lot of new position coaches, they're going to be installing a brand-new playbook on both sides of the football, a brand-new philosophy, and you want guys there for that. And, and I'm trying to think – like, how many dudes really played this year that were newcomers, newer guys that weren't here in the spring? Uh, J.D. Rim is, like, one of them. I'm, I'm trying to think of other guys that – Keontae Scott, he wasn't here in the spring, right? I'm trying to think of other guys yeah. that contributed. It's not well, a long list. No, I mean, if you go down defense, let's say look at defense first. You're talking about guys that weren't here in the spring. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you're talking about Keontae Scott. Um, I don't remember when Morris Joseph got here. Was he in spring? He, um, he, came, he came over the summer, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, he, he played, you know, he played, uh, you know, close to 200 snaps this year. Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald was over the summer, but he never really played. For yeah, J.D. Brown played about 200 snaps. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, but most everybody else was was there. Um yeah, so re- really, you know, yeah, really, yeah, J.D. Scott, maybe Morris Joseph a little bit. And then really of those three, Keontae Scott's the only guy that was a true playmaker, mm-hmm. true a true difference maker. Then on offense, Cam Brown's the big one. 
Koi Moore? When did Koi transfer? He wasn't here in the spring, was he? Um, no, no, I don't believe so. I don't, I don't think so either. So those are no. probably the biggest two um, there. Then uh, Damari Austin, uh, I think he came late too. And so he played a little bit. But yeah, it's tough. I, I want to ask you, Hoke, you know, who – Let's go position by position here and discuss is a current starter not on the roster yet? And so let's start with quarterback, right? That's the biggest one. We talked about it a lot yesterday here on the show, Hoke. Is Auburn starting quarterback currently on the roster or, or do you think it's Robbie Ashford, TJ Finley, or, or Holden Gurner or, yeah. or the baby goat, Hank? <laughs> um, I think that's definitely – I think that's a – you can't answer it. You just can't, yeah. you can't. You can't answer it because Auburn is a- actively pursuing transfer quarterbacks, um, and so because of that, you know, you 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 don't know. And um, you know, Robbie showed a little bit of growth. I think you saw some things from Robbie to potentially try to build around next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to get better at accuracy wise. We all know that everybody sees it, um, and that's not, you know, Robbie. Love you, buddy. It's not. Um, you know, going after you to talk about, hey, accuracy needs to be a little better. I mean, it's true. He's 40-something percent for a lot of the year. So, but phenomenal athlete. And you saw a few things you can build on late in the season. Will Friend and them did a great job of quarterback sweeps and different things. I mean, he, you can utilize him, but it's too early. They're going to bring a transfer quarterback in, um, one, to try to get the best guy on the field, and two, just for competition because Robbie needs it. Um, So, no, too early to tell on quarterback. Yeah, okay. I'm with you there. If I had to guess, though, Hoke, which I'm not going to make you do that. But if I had to guess, I think Auburn starting quarterback for the first game of 2023 is on the roster. Uh, I think it will be Robbie when it's all said and done. Unless they go out and get somebody big. There's just not a whole lot of dudes on the port in the portal right now where I'm like, eh, I think they come in and win the job. Spencer Sanders is really the only one where I'm like, okay, I think he could come in and win. I don't think he's like significantly better in a Hugh Freestyle offense. Some people really disagree with me with that hoke, but I, I, I just, I, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet unless Michael Pratt enters a portal. Yeah. Pratt would be one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't watched a lot of that kid from Virginia, Brendan Armstrong, I think. Okay. Um, so I really don't know. I don't have a good inkling on him. I think he could be on Auburn's radar. I just haven't seen, I just haven't watched a lot of him. Yeah, but you're right. There's not a, there's not a surefire guy. That's like, okay, he is clearly, the the best quarterback on Auburn's roster, he's going to win the job. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't know. There's a, and a lot depends on Robbie. Look, Robbie's Robbie's sure. ceiling, where Robbie is, and let's say where another quarterback is that they bring in, um, and then whatever that whatever the ceiling is for both of them, there's a bigger gap between Robbie and his ceiling and Spencer Sanders and his ceiling, or um, you know what Pr- Pratt and his ceiling. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot more growth that can happen with Robbie spring summer than another quarterback you bring in. So Robbie can, let's say it brings somebody in and Robbie has a big gap to, he can make up more of a gap there. He can, he can really do a lot in terms of his development. So um, even if they bring somebody in, there's no, no telling what it's going to look like in August. We talk about bringing somebody in for the sake of competition, Hoke. And, and, I, and I agree with you. I think it makes sense, but I'm, I'm just asking the question, is is Garner's second year that jump from his freshman year to his second year? I guess it'd be his redshirt freshman year. Is, is there no threat of competition with Holden Garner the way it currently sits on this roster in your mind? No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I mean, okay, there, there was, there's certainly um, 
enough good things that were said about Holden last last fall in practice, mm-hmm. um, not just from coaches, but from players that saw him throw that that would say, hey, he's he's a he's a really talented thrower uh, of the football. So uh, we just didn't see that, you know, during the season. He wasn't in position to do that. But if he's that talented of a thrower, um, then he's going to be in the mix. You know, he's another guy that let's see his development. I would say for Holden, it does feel like it does feel like if he doesn't make a run, not just the spring, he'll stay around, but this is kind of his year. And if it doesn't happen for him this year, considering he was a Harson guy, yeah. Um, and he's let's say third and, and, and let's say he's third string, I could see him being a guy that could look around after next year. But no, I mean, if he's that talented of a thrower and all the things that we heard about him and um, then then he has to be in the mix <clears throat> to uh, to push those guys. And and who knows how quick he can pick up Hugh Freeze's offense or what he looks like. Not Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery, whatever. Um, how, what he looks like. One L, off. by the way. One L and Philip. Huh? One, one L. L. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so I, yeah, he's probably getting forgotten a little bit. Probably getting forgotten a little bit because – Robbie did some nice things and you have a transfer quarterback and you figure those are the two that are going to battle it out, but Holden will be in the mix. He'll get his opportunities. Yeah, sure. All right. Hope let's speculate on the rest of the offense. How many starting offensive linemen do we think are currently on the roster? How many more do they need to add as well as some of the pass catchers in this system as well? Today's show is brought to you by our friends at bet online. Bet online is the best place to wager on all of your sports gambling needs, whether it is the national championship that is coming up, whether it is the NBA, whether, whether it's the remainder of the NFL season. BetOnline has you covered. Oh, yeah, and a ton, a ton of college basketball lines, odds, props, and more. Check it all out. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Justin Hokinson, our guest of AuburnLive.com. I'm not even going to bring up running back. I think we all feel good about where Auburn's running backs are with Jarquez Hunter, Jeremiah Cobb. Damari Austin. So let's discuss the offensive line. They've added Dylan Wade. They picked up a Xavier Miller, the, the number one Juco tackle. They flipped him from Ole Miss. A lot of people think those two are probably going to start. You also throw in Jeremiah, Wright. Those are probably three starters. Hoke. Would you agree with that? Are there more starters currently on this roster or do they have to go out and get even more guys? Yeah, I would go with, I, I agree with those three. Um, I do agree with those three. And Jeremiah Wright's still raw, but he he showed enough last year to you can see the potential. Yeah, and so sure. I, I know he's got the size and, and 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 the aggressiveness and things like that. So I would think those three are positioned fairly well sure. to be starters. But yeah, after that, completely up and you know you got Cam Stutz, I guess right. He's got a COVID year. Um, but but yeah, I would say uh, sorry, it's pouring. Uh, yeah, I would say those three really. Um, and then it's who can you go get? You know, they wanted to maybe go get a center. That didn't work out with the kid that went, uh, Ben Scott. Um, yeah. You got Walter Rouse, the, San- the Stanford transfer, potentially in there. So, yeah. That's I an academic he- thing, though, right, with the Rouse kid? I mean, it's yeah. similar to the McCall situation. We just don't have his degree. Yeah. So, it's uh, – yeah. So, it's going to be a deal where – and look, offensive line, it's not just that they need to go out there and get potentially a starter. They just need – bodies they need yeah. depth i mean they might bring a guy in and say i don't know if he'll start but we need depth at the same time it's it's uh you don't want to be in the position where you're going to the transfer portal to build depth but that's where auburn is like you want to dip in there and go that dude could start that dude could start your auburn's in such a bad position offensive line they're like we'll literally take transfers just to build depth 
yeah. even if we're not sure they're going to start, which is not ideal. But yeah, I'd say you got, I'd say you got two to three guys there that you can build on, which is not a bad start. Get a new offensive line coach in there, new scheme, get some development. If you've got three guys and you think Jeremy Wright's going to turn into a mauler, that's three fill out two positions. That's that's the makings of a decent offensive line. Do you think those other two positions come from the portal, or do they have to maybe? start a guy maybe a year or two too early then what would be ideal just because that's that's what you got to do yeah i think that could happen um i mean look you know connor lose a kid that, that that's the um, most interesting one to me you know yeah. could, could could definitely you know be in there starting um at center um i don't know that he's i don't know that he's where he needs to be but but like you said i think it could be a position where he needs to to start and you kind of heard Hugh Freeze talk about some of those guys on signing day and Connor Lou was kind of one of those that he he sort of talked about, but he sort of briefly talked about and mentioned, you know, got some work to do. So mm -hmm. he got this thrust into action quicker than you would want. Um, I, I, he'd be the guy of the signees of Tyler Johnson, Clay Whedon, Braden Joyner. Connor Lou would be the high school kid to watch out for. And could he potentially move in there as a starter at, at center? Yeah. Braden Joyner is interesting to me just because I think physically he's probably the, the closest but it's at guard, and it's like, I think Auburn's actually going to be okay at guard. It's still that tackle spot where it's a little a little. Yeah, that's not Jada. That's what I'm missing Jada was, 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 was just a bummer because um, yeah. he's a guy that, that, that you could have penciled. You would have had your two tackles. You would have had basically your two tackles at starter penciled in for the most part, and then you could figure out, you know, and then you got – then You can, figure you can out move Miller. You can move Miller yeah. or Wade inside, uh, yeah, which, yeah. which would probably be better for both of them. So that would have yeah. been a big, big one, yeah. I'm with that's that. That was, that was bigger than, you know, missing him was bigger than, that was way bigger than Tony Mitchell. That was way bigger than uh, the, the the corner from Central Florida, whatever. Like, Jada was yeah. one of the more, you know, they'll be fine. Auburn can make up for it. But that was one of the more important, you know, guys than than a lot of the other guys that get, get a lot of the hype. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah, positional need is huge. All right, as far as pass catchers, we'll up wide receiver and tight end. Certainly seems like tight end has its starter, whether it's um, whether it's Rivaldo, Fairweather, or just a collection of the bigger body tight ends, depending on what kind of personnel they want to go with. But a wide receiver, do you feel like this wide receiver room, as far as where the production is going to come from, for for a lot of it, do you, do you feel pretty good about this wide receiver room, or do you think a starter will walk through the portal into Auburn? Um, that's a good question. First of all, Fairweather, love him. Um, and, and I know the Auburn staff loves him. That's a kid that, that we'll see how he develops, but he's definitely a guy that we could look at come fall or maybe come even, you know, whatever. And he's going to be somewhat overlooked because he was an earth. He was, there wasn't a lot of drama. I mean, you know, he, he got in the portal and Auburn recruited him and he kind of yeah. liked he took a visit and he's like, yeah, I'm yeah. done. That kid's a, that kid's a stud, potential stud. Like I think he, we could look back and go, dang, that was a monster get a monster get because the guys you got come back at tight end are, Luke Deal, Tyler Fromm, Frazier, good bodies, but Fairweather's different. Fairweather's a, an NFL pass-catching potential tight end. Would you say uh, that he's just built different? Yeah, he's just built different. Just built different. Um, Receiver-wise, yeah, I don't – you know, it certainly feels like the portal is really focused on offensive line, get a quarterback. I don't know that they're going to focus a lot of their efforts on portal on, like, receiver. I think they're like, hey, we need multiple offensive linemen. We need a quarterback. We need some different guys. I – I kind of wonder if they're not going to look at that receiver room and go, okay, Javaris Johnson, plenty of talent there. Coy Moore, plenty of ability there. Mm -hmm. You know, Tavares Dawson, plenty of talent. Mm -hmm. Jay Fair, Camden Brown, Amari mm -hmm. Kelly. There's talent there. It's just all undeveloped and all untapped. 
yep. Atlanta King. So I, I think that their staff, this the staff potentially is looking at these guys and going, hey, let's let's develop these guys. We've got some speed here. We've got a little bit of size. Let's develop these guys into what we need, and let's focus NIL efforts on uh, the transfer portal, specifically offensive line. So I don't. I think you're going to see most of those receivers being the guys next year. Javaris Johnson's probably poised for a. It's got to be poised for a big year if they'll target him. Um, and then Dawson's got to sort of get his love back. He's got to sort of get some things straight and get his love back for football and get back focused. And uh, uh, but Jay Fair love him. Camden Brown love him. Amari Kelly, love him. Like the potential's there, the mindset's there with a lot of those guys. And then Coy, how do you not love Coy more and what he brings to the table as a mature kid? So that receiver, that receiver room's got the ability. They just they weren't put in a good position this past year. It just it was not, it was not, you didn't have consistent quarterback play. You didn't have play calling to get guys the ball in good positions. They they weren't they weren't set up to do anything really. Um, let's see what they can do with uh with this new offense and new play callers. Yeah, yeah, I think the scheme's going to benefit them an absolute ton. All right, Hoke, let's breeze through the defense in just a moment. How many starters are currently on the defense and how many potential starters could be coming in through the transfer portal? We'll tell you in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall. If you want to buy Auburn swag at any point this year, maybe your New Year's resolution was to buy more Auburn merchandise. Well, our friends at Alumni Hall have you covered? If you are an out-of-towner, you can go to alumnihall.com. You can check out all of the stuff that you would see in the store and more at alumnihall.com. Also, you can check out their in-person stores if you want to try things on or, you know, see if, you know, just want to browse. It's fun to walk around in there. They've got two great stores. One is an Opelika. It's in Tigertown. And the other is an Auburn off of College Street. Be sure to check out our friends at Alumni Hall both their physical locations at alumnihall.com. They will get you right. Justin Hogason, our guest, first time in a while. Thanks for coming back, buddy. Let's, um, defensive line, it doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of chatter about targets in the transfer portal. Are you hearing anything otherwise on the defensive front? Yeah, no, not hearing that much difference. I mean, there's a few guys that they're after, but I think that, you know, Zacchaeus Walker's coming back. Let's see if he can get back on track. Ton of, ton of ability. Um, um, but I, mean, I think he just look- like disagreed with the previous staff a lot. That's kind of yeah. what I heard. Yeah. yeah, there was there was definitely some issues there. So let's see if he can come back and be kind of a new guy. Marcus Harris, you love you love him. Love, love him. Um, you know, you love what he's going to probably bring to the table. Jeffrey Emba. Looks like he's going to stay. Jason Jones, mm-hmm. um, you know, big guy needs to get more out of him. He's too big to, to he needs to be more of a factor, I think. Um, and then you got a lot of young guys that just who knows Dylan Brooks, Tabichi Okoli, and Enos Sledge. Like you just got a b- bunch of youngsters, and then you got Darren Reed, who probably will play next year, and mm-hmm. uh, you know Bobby Travis. Um, and so you got a couple of uh, guys coming in too, but. I would expect Darren Reed to play and, and probably Bobby Travis to play too, like good snaps, meaningful snaps in the SEC. So you got some ability there. I think more just as important as the defensive line is really the ability to rush the passer. Um, and I don't know exactly, you know, we don't know how Ron Roberts is going to line up that defense and how the how the pass rush is going to look or what that's going to look like exactly. But, you know, look, Derek Hall's gone, Echo Leo is gone, and Colby Wooden. You know, certainly had the ability to pressure the quarterback. I mean, 
you better figure out a way to get after the quarterback just as much as you better figure out a way to stop the run. So that, that defensive front's got a long way to go in terms of developing both of those areas, being stout against the run and also figuring out some way to get to the quarterback, man. Because you look at – let's see, you look at defense. Let's look at pressures last year. Derek, sure. Hall, Derek Hall, 47 pressures gone. Mm-hmm. Second on the team, Colby Wooden, 35 gone. Mm-hmm. Edward Lieto was third on the team in pressures, and he played three games. Unbelievable. I mean, he was he was eighteen at eighteen pressures, and he was and he got hurt in the LSU game. Was that the fourth game? Fourth game. Um, yeah, still r- remarkable, remarkable start of the season for him. Yeah, and, that, and he was gonna, yeah, he was gonna have a great season. Um, and then that's it. And then got him invited to the Senior Bowl. Those four games were like, yeah, no, we we need you here. The NFL wants to look I, at you. That's why I thought before the season, I thought Hall and Lieto were both going to get to ten sacks. And I mean, mm-hmm. Hall got. I think eight, eight or nine or ten. I can't remember what it was, but he was right there. And Leota was at four in three games plus. So, and then you got Marcus Harris with 15 pressures, and then it drops down. Yeah, Owen Papo with eight gone. And so, so the pressures is just, I mean, just completely wiped out with Hall, Wooden, and Leota gone. So um, that's going to be a huge, huge deal. Figuring out how do you get to the quarterback. I didn't know Quintrail Travis, the the JUCO defensive tackle. I didn't realize his name was Bobby. I didn't realize people called him Bobby. So I'm like, who is Bobby Travis? I'm trying to act like I know who you're talking. I'm like, what is going on? So I, I didn't know that. So there you I go. I just said Bobby. I think if you go to uh, – well, yeah, I mean, it's Quintrell. Like, we wrote Quintrell in all our stories. But then I'm uh, you go to his Twitter, it says, It like says Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, I Googled Bobby oh. Travis, and I'm like, oh, okay. Got if it. you're asking me, do I want to say Quintrell and, and spell that, by, by the way, um, Q-U-I-E-N-T-R-A-I-L. If you want me to do that or just say Bobby, I'm going to say Bob. I'm going to go with Bobby. I want to know where that that nickname came from. Like, that's funny. I could totally see a football coach at some point just being like, I'm just calling you Bobby. And he's like, okay, coach, whatever. And it's stuck. Yeah. I, to- I, I bet there's a fun story there. We'll have to ask him one day. Yeah. All right. Uh, as far as linebacker goes, this to me is my biggest concern from, as far as a position group goes. And... It seems like we're seeing Auburn reach out to, to more and more linebackers. Cole Pinkston, uh, with you guys, I mean, he he's kind of updated and, and reaching out to folks as Auburn coaches follow these linebacker targets on social media. It sounds like Cole's kind of tracking that, doing a great job. But there's a handful of dudes that, that I think Auburn's interested in, and I think they're interested in Auburn. And th- that, to me, is the one where it's like, all right, I think Cam Riley's on the field a bunch. Don't get me wrong. But the guy that's next to him, I just I don't think he's on campus yet. Yeah, I, look, I I like Cam Riley, um, and and it's crazy that he's like his first game he was a monster in that first game of the season last year, and then just whoop, and he got injured. I think banged up a little bit, kind of came on a little bit late. But I love Cam Riley and his ability, um, and I, you got to feel good probably saying he'll be a starter. But yeah, after that, completely up in the air, completely up for grabs. And that even Cam Riley to some degree. Well, let's see. Like, I don't know. Let's see if they land a transfer guy or whatever. But Cam's probably in good shape to start. Um, but yeah, linebacker is a massive, massive position. I, where I've you're said it before, Hoke. I, I think Cam Riley, I think Cam Riley needs to be the number two linebacker in the D. Yeah, I would agree. I don't uh, know if that guy's out there that will allow him to do that. Yeah. Well, but Cam's we'll not see. your middle. He's not, he's not the guy. He could be a, a, a he could be a a force, but he's not your middle he's not your middle linebacker that's directing everything. He to me he's bring him off the edge, 
um, let him cover, let him cover a tight end from that outside spot, do, you know, be an impact in a lot of those ways, but they got to figure out. I saw where, um, Deuce Spurlock entered the portal from Michigan. Of course, he was a kid that Auburn was heavily recruited. So we'll see if anything develops there. But, yeah, they got to figure out linebacker. Um, you know, Terrence Love coming in, probably at linebacker. Robert Woodyard, you know, can he can he take a step? He did some good things on special teams. He's got a, he's got a good frame. Can he take a step? Can Wesley Tyner, Steiner take a step? Uh, can Eugene Asante, who didn't play a lot of last year, had a lot, lot going on, at one sure. point, I thought he might transfer. He was basically he was on the scout team, and I thought he was on his way out. Looks like looks like he's hanging around. Yeah. Um. Can, can he do anything? So that linebacker position is just wide open, wide open. And then defensive backs. I, I'm not expecting a whole lot of additions here. I mean, they've got they've got their starters. You, you reported either earlier this week or last week that that DJ and Nehemiah are coming back, the two starting corners from a year ago, which is incredible, which is huge. And you look at you know, all of the other DBs that are coming back, like Donovan Kaufman and, you know, Bridges and Wooten. I mean, there's just so much coming back, Keontae Scott. And then also, like, the the signing class at DB was really good. So it's like, you've got your present and you've got your future as far as the DBs go. So, like, I don't know if it's worth the NIL money or if it's worth the, the scholarship slots to add any more DBs, Hoke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, they were interested in, in Fentrell Cypress. Everybody was, and, and I think he actually got to Florida State. I can't remember. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, corner and safety um, are are looking good. Like we we wrote about, and yeah, we recorded this is Friday night that DJ and Nehemiah were mm-hmm. coming back, and and you look at the grades. If you go by Pro Football Focus and you look at defensive grades last year, the top guys returning are DJ James, Donovan Kaufman. Keontae Scott, Jalen Simpson, Nehemiah Pritchett. Delicious. If you take away, take away um, Echo, take away Colby, take away Derek Hall, mm-hmm. that's, that's your best graded players. So you've got a lot of experience um, in that in that defensive that defensive backfield. Man, DJ is going to be fantastic. Right. Keontae Scott loves playing the nickel. Let's see if they keep him 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 there. If they do. You got a super talented nickel who can play in the box and tackle and rush the passer. He's a physical player. You just need J- you just need Jalen and Nehemiah to. You got an experienced guy in Nehemiah. You need you got Jalen as your other corners. Let's see what kind of development JD Rim can make. And all of a sudden, you feel good about your top five cornerbacks. Like you feel really good about top five. And then you bring back, um, you know, Puckett and um, and Kaufman, um, Caden Bridges and Wooden. Let's see if they can take a step. So yeah, there's a ton of ability. That defensive backfield's probably got. And and you got Zach Etheridge and Wesley McGriff back there coaching them. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't just have one. You got two really good, experienced coaches. So that that defensive backfield should be, you know, gosh, it 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 should be the strength of the team. Outside of, I mean, no, straight up, that's the strength of the team. I was going to say, I was trying to think of another position that would rival it, and I don't think there is in terms of running back. I think it's yeah, that. but even just quality and quantity coming yeah. back. Um, that's that's by far the group that should set the standard for for everything that, that that team does, honestly. That 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 room should be doing everything right. Speaking of quality and quantity, what do you guys have going on these days at Auburn Life? Man, just tracking the portal for another couple of weeks and then now getting into basketball. Obviously, my focus turns to basketball after football season's done, and yeah. um, we'll see how they finish out the transfer portal. But basketball getting rolling, man. Got Georgia on the road, um, and then you've got a monster game against Arkansas, and 
So we're, we're paying a lot of attention to basketball and, and seeing how this team can start, man. The schedule's brutal um, for this basketball team back half after January, um, you know, mid-February on. So they need to get off to a good start in these first three, four, five games. And as, as much as they've kind of struggled and the flaws they have, they've got a chance to get off to a decent start. Um, but nothing's going to come easy, man, with this basketball team. I, I need people to I need people to understand that. I need people to understand that. Jabari Smith's not on this team. Walker Kessler's not on this team. Jared Harper, Bryce Brown. Th- th- this is a this is just there's some good players, but they they lack shooting. Um and, and they do some things well. They're they just they're they're a team that is not going to be able to get away with sloppiness in a in in a number of different areas and still win the way they and still beat good teams, I should say, the way that they could last year where you know, they could have a game and shoot terribly, but you got Walker blocking shots or you got Jabari making a three when it counts or that's, that's kind of out the window. You saw, you know, you do, you don't do all those things. Well, you lose to Memphis, um, you know, and so uh, you, you don't do all those things well and you almost lose to a seven and five Florida team at home. So they've, they've got to, they've got to play really good defense. They can't turn the ball over um, and they need to, they need to make their free throws because they get to the foul line a decent bit. Um, if you're not going to shoot the three, well, you better make, you better be making free throws. So, um, they've got some strengths. They just need to yeah. be consistent in those strengths, and they'll be a, a top half SEC team if they get careless and think and think that they're the team from last year. And it, it, every team's different. They got to figure out sort of what does well for them. And if they if they figure that out, they'll be in good shape. If they sort of get careless and think they can just run up and down and play, and somebody will bail them out at some point, or we'll figure it out. Um, that's a dangerous place to be for for this team. So let's see how they do at Georgia. Let's see how they do against Arkansas. And then uh, I think we can make some more determinations. But um, people just need to take a step back. This is not a 12-win league team. This is a 10-8. and eight. I mean, at the, I, w- I would be happy with 10-8, and eight, honestly, with this team. 11-7 and seven, I think would be great for where they are now. Assuming 10 eight, do you what? Six seed in the SEC yeah, tournament? Yeah. I think they're a six. Yeah, I think, I think this team as it stands now is a – Probably best case six seed or six seed team, six, seven, 10 and eight type of league team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what their seal, their ceiling's probably, gosh, their ceiling's probably 12 and six in the league. That would be awesome for this. That team. would be awesome. Um, cause they just have got deficiencies that make it, that would make it difficult. Um, and I don't think, but they play good enough defense to where I don't think they're also going to tank, but, if they if they turn the ball over and they don't shoot threes and they're and they do other things, they could lose some of these. They could lose a number of close games. I mean, the SEC is good enough. So, yeah, I think they're a six, six, seven seed probably as of as it stands now. Hoke, how can people sign up for the site and, and what all do they get, my friend? Yeah, man. Go to AuburnLive.com. I think we just changed it to like it's like you sign up for like 25 or 30 bucks and you get access until the start of next football season. Oh, so that's a pretty awesome. killer deal. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine, maybe right now, and that'll get you through August thirty first of thirty first of next season. That's a killer deal. So with transfer portal, with uh, basketball, um, and then what should be a good baseball team, you got spring camp. It's going to be fascinating with a new staff, and so it's never boring. It's never boring at Auburn. But uh, but yeah, go auburnlive.com, subscribe. It'll kick you in right away. Thirty bucks, and you get access through next August. Be sure to check it out. It's worth every penny. AuburnLive. 
Auburndaily.com. You can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com, and you can listen to Locked on Auburn every single day. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.